two, one, go. What is going on, everyone? This is Zach back here with another episode of Clutch Crew Sports, and we still got two weeks until the Super Bowl, so we have two episodes planned until the big game. But for this episode, we're going to go back to last year and take a look at the quarterback situation for every single NFL football team out there. We're going to divide them up and talk about them. And we also are going to talk about the losers from this past weekend and some parts how they lost and also where they go from here. Uh, But before we do that, let me introduce you to the rest of the crew. What is going on, guys? It is Connor, the co-host with the most. And uh, unfortunately for my dad and family from New York, the uh, Buffalo Bills did not make it. They uh, they lost on Sunday, so in a little bit of an embarrassing form. So that wasn't too good, but I'm still excited to be back here to talk about it. And especially since for the first time in a long time, there uh, could be some serious questions about the Steelers when it comes to quarterbacks. So uh, I'm excited to get into this. What's up, guys? It's Nate here. And, yeah, like Connor said, um, it's kind of my team is, is in a weird spot as well. I'm not used to having to talk about um, the quarterback situation in New England, but we're doing it for the second straight year now. So I'm um, looking forward to talking about that and um, some of the crazy stuff that went down in the playoff games yesterday. Yeah, so let's go ahead and get things started. And before we go through all these teams, uh, we'll just kind of explain – how we came up with this format so we wanted to divide uh every single team into three categories and for this first one i have like two subcategories for it but um basically there's the no-brainers right and i'll go ahead and say the for sure no-brainers is the first subcategory so we have joe burrow with the bengals josh allen with the bills russell wilson with the seahawks lamar jackson with the ravens Baker Mayfield with the Browns, Patrick Mahomes with the Chiefs, Kyler Murray with the Cardinals, and Justin Herbert with the Chargers. So that's all you're going to hear if you're a fan of those teams. And, you know, be happy because you guys have quarterbacks for the next five to ten years uh, with some of these uh, cases. So um, those are like the first set of no-brainers. And then also, too, we have a set of questionable teams, and we have a set of for sure there's no chance that their starter from last year is coming back. They're definitely getting a new quarterback. So we have those teams in their own category as well. So let me go ahead and just go through the rest of the no-brainers here. The ones I've already said are the no-brainers for the past, for the next 5, 10 years. But these other no-brainers we believe are no-brainers for this upcoming season. But after that, they could become a questionable. We don't know. Um, and those are going to be Daniel Jones with the Giants, Matt Ryan with the Falcons, Ryan Tannehill with the Titans, Kirk Cousins with the uh, Vikings, Jared Goff with the Rams, and Derek Carr with the with the Raiders. Which, and on then, a quick side note, is a complete shift from last year when we did this. Can we? Because uh, oh, we I know wrongly, we were too hard on the. I know we <laughs> yeah. wrongly assumed that the Raiders were for sure going to have a new quarterback, and uh, here we are one year later having them in the no-brainer category. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. whoops. <laughs> yeah, Carr definitely had a had a much better year. Um, I think we were just a little bit. Uh, aggressive with that call for sure they should have been in the questionable well, well, but probably because uh last year the fact that there were so many quarterbacks on the free agent market mm-hmm. that we were like that's, true. Yeah. that's probably why we were yeah we i'm pretty sure i picked them to get like um uh some teddy bridgewater maybe or something like that or i, think I had them taking mariota or something like yeah, that which they actually did get mariota but he's their backup so <laughs> uh, <laughs> um and then also too i've got two highlighted teams and those are going to be Tom Brady with the Buccaneers. So those of you wondering, why hasn't he said Tom Brady yet? Now, okay, there he is. He's still on the no-brainers list. And then I have Jimmy G with the 49ers. But I have these two kind of singled out for more of uh, an analysis because they're not as lock of a no-brainers as the others are. So I'll start with the Buccaneers and ask Nate this first since he's the you know Tom Brady fan. Um, so, Nate, if the... If Tom Brady and the Buccaneers win the Super Bowl, let's say they end up winning the Super Bowl, 
do you think that there's a realistic chance that he retires after that game? Or do you think he comes back? What do you think is going to happen, assuming they win? Because if they lose, you assume he's going to come back and try and avenge the loss. But um, let's just say they win. That makes an opportunity, you know, like Peyton Manning had. Not comparing him to Peyton Manning because they're at different stages. Uh, Peyton Manning was far less uh, effective than Brady is right now. But what do you think happens, Nate? Right. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely um, kind of like a situation that very few guys have ever been in to, you know, be able to have the chance to go out, number one, go out in your own terms. But me personally, just having, you know, watched him for so long, and obviously I have no idea what's going on in his head, and there's probably only a couple of people that do. But I would think that even if he wins, I would think he stays around. I mean, him and Gronk have said they're, um, already planning to come back next year, which that was a few weeks ago, and players change their uh, stance and that type of stuff all the time. But uh, to me, it just seems like he just likes the game too much, even at 43 years old. I think he just enjoys the, you know, the preparation and uh, going out and winning and executing and all that stuff. So I think win or lose, I think he stays around and uh, plays at least next year. I think obviously he still looks to be you know, age has really had no effect on him, it seems like. So he can basically keep playing as long as he wants, he wants to almost. So uh, I think even if they win, I think he'll come back and uh, try and do it again with the Bucks. Uh I'll ask the same question to Connor then. Do you agree with Nate that you think no matter what he comes back or do you think there's, a, there's that chance that he does retire if they win? Yeah, well, I mean, like Nate said, there's very few people that have been in this situation to where, you know, it's like, Oh, okay. If I win a super bowl, I can go out and, you know, just retire on a high note. And, you know, there's a lot of other quarterbacks this year that I probably would have said, yes, they would have retired if they won the super bowl. Like if the Steelers had won the super bowl, then Roethlisberger probably would have retired. If the saints had won the super bowl, breeze probably would have retired rivers retired anyway but like obviously if the colts went to the super bowl he would have retired so but i just don't think brady will do that because he's he seems to be different from all those guys and just the fact that like no matter how old he gets he just still wants to keep playing i mean he's even said before that he wants to keep playing till he's 50 which i mean i don't think that'll happen but um because you know age is starting to catch up to him a little bit but i definitely think one of the things that'll keep him around, even if they win, is the fact that Tampa Bay is still going to have a really good team. And I think it'll be comforting for him to know that, like, you know, even if he were to start regressing, like, even more next season, I think he'll be comforted by the fact that knowing that, okay, I still have all these weapons around me and I can still be effective. Like, I may not, you know, have to be the guy that puts up, you know, 4,500 yards and 40 touchdowns, but, you know, I can still be effective and win games with this team. Cause that's, that's all what he's all about. It's about winning. It's never been about the stats for him. It's always been about winning and he can win with this team. And, you know, this team is built to win. So yeah, even if they win, I think he comes back. Um, the only way that I see him retiring is like I said, not at the end of this season, but like, I mean, who knows? He might continue on later. The only, Tom Brady is going to retire when he regresses really bad. It's never going to be an age thing for him, I don't think. It's going to be when Father Time does catch up to him because Father Time is undefeated. When Father Time finally catches up with him and Brady has one of those seasons like Manning had in his final mm-hmm. season, that's when he's going to retire. And he obviously didn't have that this year. So win or lose, I think Brady stays. Yeah, I, I agree with both of you guys. I think he's going to stay, especially with what Connor said, where um, it, you just won a Super Bowl. You have, and if you if you still feel like you can physically do it, you know, even though he's already won six and potentially seven, you know, uh, what do you have to lose? Like, why not eight? <laughs> you know, so um, so yeah, I think I think regardless, he will come back for one more year, and then after that, it's iffy. Um, then it's definitely a questionable situation. I guess after that, it's all about what team wants to give him a chance, right? Because I didn't talk about that. It's like, you know, do the teams want him? <laughs> yeah, that's also true. Uh, <laughs> uh, because his contract's a two-year contract, and then um, then they'll have some decisions. But uh, the next team we have uh, on the no-brainers, this is the final one that we'll kind of highlight here, is the 49ers with Jimmy G. And this is um, 
this is uh, something that I wanted to highlight and talk about basically because I do think that there's an actual chance that uh, that I don't think Jimmy G gets traded, but they end up bringing in a quarterback in a trade. Um, there's a couple uh, names out on the market right now, Stafford, Watson, or trade up in the draft to get one. I just believe that Shanahan feels right now that his team is so good and they're just a, a more competent quarterback away. I mean, they did make it to the Super Bowl two years ago with Jimmy G, but they didn't win it. And I feel like he's feeling right now, if we just if we can just get a good quarterback, then we can really maximize this and win a Super Bowl next year because the team around him is so good. So I do have a feeling, and they're not afraid to make big moves. They traded for Jimmy G in the first place. I wouldn't I don't. I didn't see it happening when they traded him. It kind of caught me off guard a little bit. Um, I just as easily think they could do that this off season and trade for somebody else. Um, but Connor, what do you think about the 49ers? Do you think that this is a for sure no brainer? You think? Are uh, you, you leaning a little questionable on this? I think this year for me, it's a for sure no brainer. I think next year. I mean, it's why they're in this category, right? Yeah. I mean, I yeah, think next put, year yeah. is definitely. Um, a question mark for me just because I feel like, you know, obviously the 49ers went through a lot of injuries this year, um, both on offense and defense. I mean, they lost Nick Bosa and I can't remember. I can never remember the name of the other lineman um, that they lost. Who's also really good. I can't remember his name, but like they lost both of them to season ending injuries. George Kittle only played in like four or five games this year. Jimmy G only played in like four or five Raheem Mostert missed a lot of games. Debo Samuel missed a lot of games. So um, they were just completely ravaged by injuries this year. And no surprise, they finished at the bottom of the stacked NFC West. But um, yeah, because at the end of the day, they did go to the Super Bowl with Jimmy G. And they were on the verge of winning that Super Bowl with Jimmy G at quarterback. Obviously, a bit of a choke job there from the 49ers in last year's Super Bowl. But um, yeah, I just don't see any reason why they would do anything right now. Um, I could see them um, like, I could see them maybe bringing in like a, a different backup. Cause obviously, I mean, they've seen CJ Beathard and Nick Mullins and you know, they're not going to mm-hmm. be anything special. So I could see them maybe making some kind of move to bring in um, obviously Andy, Andy Dalton. Dalton Andy Dalton's not <laughs> yeah, bringing an Andy Dalton type kind of quarterback, like a veteran quarterback that can be there as the backup that can take over. If Jimmy G gets hurt again, um, but I feel like they just need one more year to evaluate their situation with Jimmy G because, you know, I mean, I would have said that this season was that one more year, but obviously all the injuries, not just to Jimmy G, but to everybody else kind of threw this season in the garbage mm-hmm. and you can't really look at it from a, um, an objective percept perspective. So, um, yeah, I think they need one more year to look at Jimmy G, but then next year, Yeah. If they don't, if they don't, if Jimmy G doesn't play well, or if Jimmy G gets hurt again, then I, th- I say they start looking elsewhere. Because um, I think it's just going to be too hard for them to trade for Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, if they can get Deshaun Watson, then I mean, who's going to say no to Deshaun Watson? But I just think it's going to be too hard for them, and I don't think they want Stafford at all because they don't. They're if they're if they're going to bring in another quarterback, it needs to be a young quarterback, not a veteran quarterback, to be the starter at least. Yeah, so Nate, what do you think about this? Uh, since I know you still like Jimmy G a little bit from his days in New England, do you do you still are holding hope on to him, or do you think uh, do you think it's going to be over for him in San Francisco, and uh, they should just expedite the process now? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, like you said, definitely uh, still kind of a fan of his. I would like it for him to work, you know, things to work out there for him, but. Um, I don't know. I just haven't really been super impressed with his uh, play the past couple of years. I know he's been hurt. He's missed, you know, pretty solid amount of time. Um, but that also isn't, you know, really a positive in his favor. I know we can't totally control that, but, um, you know, I know you can't have a quarterback that's missing all those games uh, every year. So, I don't know. I'm kind of um, on the fence about this one. Kind of like what Connor said, you know, I don't think they're going to be uh, gonna you know put all the chips in to go get Deshaun Watson or Matt Stafford or anything like that. But I also don't think it won't be would be a bad idea to go out and get um some kind of bringing up some kind of other quarterback either through free agency or 
uh, even draft somebody because I don't think Jimmy G is the answer in San Francisco. Um, I would like him to prove me wrong this year, but I, don't, I haven't seen enough out of him uh, to really justify that, and especially because they do have the weapons there and like George Kittle and um, Ayuk look promising this year and Debo Samuels, and mm-hmm. it's like, you know, with those kind of weapons, you really got to produce, and he hasn't put up the numbers for me to feel like, you know, he's the guy, and especially with that roster, when they get those guys back from injuries next year, they're going to be in position to contend for the the West again, I think. So I think you can't have your quarterback being the last piece holding you uh, back there in San Francisco. Yeah, definitely. So I think so we we'll, probably, you know, at least explore a new quarterback. Yeah, well, I'll keep an eye on this. Uh, we'll see what happens uh, maybe later down the, ri- down the line. If they end up making a move, we'll look back on this moment. But until then... I don't like how we looked back on the Raiders last year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see. That's yeah. Fine this one because it's an interesting situation there but uh let's move now to the these teams are definitely more in question with their quarterback um if they either keep their original starter from this year or if they go and get a new quarterback or maybe a quarterback on their team that was a backup who's going to be promoted to be the starter so i'll start um with the first team here being the eagles um they obviously make this list because they have a really big decision. What are they going to do? Go with Carson Wentz or go go with Jalen Hurd, who they started the last four or five weeks of the year? Um, I If I were the Eagles, I would not start Wentz, and I would start Hurts because while I don't think Hurts is going to be a great, a great quarterback, I do think Wentz, his success has come and gone. Like two years ago, I picked him to be the MVP, and he – failed miserably at that and then this year he failed um in a terrible nfc east division he couldn't uh succeed for them and he got benched all the other quarterbacks got hurt daniel jones got hurt for a couple weeks Dak missed almost the whole season um alex smith obviously on and off with his injuries um but wentz was benched now that's what i think they should do but what I think will happen is I do think they will start Wentz because I feel like the owner and the GM are in love with Wentz, and I think they really want him to succeed so much to the point that they cut Doug Peterson like two weeks after the season ended because they realized that Doug Peterson was not going to want to start Wentz, and I feel like they wanted to get in a new coach, and they got a coach. I forgot who he was already, but... They got a basically like a yes man coach, I think, someone who you've never heard of who's just happy to be an NFL head coach. And they're going to tell him to start Wentz. So that's what I think is going to happen. Do you guys all agree with me on that? Um, or do you think it goes to Hurts? Yeah, I'm definitely in agreement with you that like I think it should be Hurts, but I think they're going to stick with Wentz because, like you said, they wouldn't have fired Doug Peterson if they were going to go with Hurts. Um, like you said, the owner and the GM want Wentz yeah. to start. So, Nate, what about you? Do you agree? Nate, you there? I think they would... Oh, sorry. Oh, you're fine. We we can hear you now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, we're going to get... Where are we going to get uh, that no. vicious oh, cycle? You. Uh, your internet, I think, keeps oh, going out. Hello? Oh, shoot, let me try and fix that real quick. Oh, oh well, now I can hear you. We heard that. We heard that fine. Yeah. Okay. okay. You can hear me. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. D- did you agree with me or not? Um. Yeah. I. I, I don't. Know, I'm kind of in the middle because I agree with that reason, but I also think that Wentz. Um, I would like personally for him to get out of Philadelphia because I think he's mentally not, you know, in a good spot to be. I think the talent's still there, but just mentally is not in a good situation. I'd like to see him get a fresh start somewhere else, but. Um, I could also see with this guy, like you said, he's kind of a yes man, um, no name coach who um, I could see him keeping the status quo and keeping once around as well. So um, I don't know. I, I'm kind of in the middle on that one. Okay. Uh, so we'll we'll stick with Nate since you have uh, some good internet right now and we'll move on and uh, <laughs> yep. hear you talk about the Cowboys and uh, Dak Prescott. What do you, what do you think? Tell, talk to the Cowboys fans. What, what do you think they end up doing? 
speak for Eric. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Hopefully Eric uh, agrees with, with uh, my take on this, but I don't know. I think they should. Um, I know Dak wants a lot of money, but I think they personally should keep him around. Um, I was never a big uh, supporter of his. Um, really, I, I think it was all that until this season. The few games he did play him before he got hurt, he looked, you know, really good. He put up huge numbers. Um, I think he showed that he does have what it takes to lead this team. It's, you know, he does want a lot of money, but I think, you know, it's kind of those old things where it's like, who else are you going to pay with that money? I, mean, I know there's a lot of free agent quarterbacks coming out this year, but um, anybody better than him is going to be, you know, getting just as much money. Anybody you're going to pay less is going to be a drop-off. So are you willing to, uh, you know, take a worse quarterback than Dak to save a little bit of money? And I don't think that Jerry Jones especially should, you know, want to do that. Uh, I think Dak should definitely stay around um, no matter how much it costs. Uh, so that's kind of my take. I don't, I don't think it should be a, um, yeah. a big question for Dallas there, but. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, I... They have surprised I, me before. <laughs> I know. they. You never know. Like, I think they will end up doing it, but I think they will end up going back with Dak and giving him a contract. But um, it's I, they rightfully are in this questionable because they should have given him a contract years ago, but they didn't. Um, I think it will end up mm-hmm. happening, though, because they saw what the team was without him. And the, I don't... I think Jerry Jones realizes he needs to win now, so... Uh, Connor, do you agree with Nate's take, or do you think they go elsewhere? Um, I mean, in my mind, the thing about Dak Prescott for me is that, you know, he's definitely a good quarterback, no question, but I do think he does get overhyped and overrated a lot because they are they were looking at his stats this year, and they're all like, oh, like, look at all these stats that he put up in, like, you know, the six games or whatever he played, but a lot of those stats came in garbage time when like the other teams were playing prevent defense and like just trying to, you know, get to the end of the game. I mean, we kind of saw that in the chiefs bills game the other day where like, you know, the chiefs had been shutting down the bills all game. And then like right after the chiefs take like a 23 point lead, they let the bills go and march down almost unchallenged because that's just teams sitting back and playing prevent. I mean, it's what led to the Falcons losing that game. So I think his stats and everything are a little bit overinflated, but my only thing for the Cowboys with that is that I think they should keep him around just because like he's part of the offense and you don't want to have to like, you know, start your offense over again. I just don't know how they're going to afford him because they are, you know, they're, they are still in the positive when it comes to the cap, but only barely. So I think they are, they're only like 8 million in the positive. So it means that you're going to have to make a lot of cuts elsewhere, especially if you're going to pay Dak the 40 million or whatever he wants a year, then you're going to have to make a lot of cuts elsewhere. And especially for a team that has no defense, you can't afford (laughs) to be, you know, paying Dak Prescott $40 million and sacrificing your defense again, because even when Dak Prescott was starting, the defense was what was losing them those games. So um, it's just, yeah, it's just all a question of money for me. You know, mm-hmm. I think they should in a way, but in a way, I don't think they should either. All right. And then let's move now on to another team here, the Pittsburgh Steelers. So they end up on the questionable list with Ben Roethlisberger. And I'll let Connor explain that and what he thinks will end up happening. Yeah, I know the main thing here with the Steelers and Ben Roethlisberger is that it's a question of two things. One was one of these questions I feel like has been answered already. Um, and that's the retirement question, which, cause I mean, it seems like Ben's always contemplating retirement, but um, I think he's pretty much already answered that he's not going to retire. Um, you know, they had a press conference where he was saying like, you know, I'm ready to come back. I'm ready to do it. You know, I'm ready to fulfill the last year of my contract. Um, but the reason why I think this is in question is because you know, I was talking about the Cowboys cap situation where they were only about eight million in the positive. The Steelers are twenty-eight mil in the negative right now, and for the steel and the Steelers are going to have a lot of free agents this year, um, more than most teams. And especially if you're going to be in this, you know, it's kind of a hard pickle to be in. Really, if you're in this win now mode, then you know you want to try and keep all the pieces together. But if you cut one of those pieces, being Ben Roethlisberger 
then you're saving a lot of money because Roethlisberger has one of the biggest quarterback contracts in the league right now. So um, in a way, him retiring might have been better for them because he would have saved them a bunch of money. So um, I don't think the Steelers are going to cut him just because like, I feel like that would be a disservice to him. He's pretty much earned, like no matter what the Steelers' money situation is or anything, he's pretty much earned his right to retire a Steeler, um, you know, or not be forced into retirement in a situation like this because, you know, the Steelers need to cut him to save money. Um, so I think he'll stick around. Um, obviously, also, the Steelers were in the Deshaun Watson talks until about a week ago when they signed Dwayne Haskins. So uh, Deshaun Watson is off the board. I don't, the Steelers wouldn't have been able to afford him anyway, probably, unless uh, yeah. Roethlisberger, unless Roethlisberger did retire, which he said he wasn't going to. So, um, but they signed Dwayne Haskins as the backup. So although I think it's still a little bit in question, this one is definitely kind of starting to lean more towards the no brainer category here. Yep. And, uh, I'll move on now and talk about the Packers here and, <laughs> This was a uh, just one day ago shift. A couple of these teams shifted in the past couple of days, but actually this is like past couple of hours. I decided to shift this <laughs> to the questionable uh, because of really just my reasoning for moving this to questionables, like what Aaron Rodgers said after the game. It felt weird. Um, it felt like it was something that you would say when you know your time is up. Uh, kind of like thanked everybody and then was like, um, I don't know what the future holds. Like, he didn't. If he he didn't need to say that. Like, if he was just if he was like, obviously they're gonna want him to come back. I don't think they would have just traded him based on the season he had. Um, being the MVP, they're not just gonna trade him. But if he wants to be traded, he add him potentially to the list of these guys because of the maybe he's upset with the organization for drafting Love and just everything going around with the Packers. Um, I think it's questionable, but at the end of the day, I do think it's a little, it's all smoke. I think he comes back and starts next year for him. I, I just don't see it happening yet. Um, so yeah, do you guys both agree with me there? And then we'll move on to the Panthers. Yeah. I think Rogers is kind of pulling a Ben Roethlisberger here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I'm going to retire. I'm going to retire. I don't know. Like, yeah, he'll be back. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, Okay, so let's let's keep it going now and talk about the Carolina Panthers. Actually, no, let's go. Let's talk about um the Texans first, since they're before, before uh, we talk the about all the outlying teams. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, so Nate, um, obviously we know what Deshaun Watson is, but tell us your opinion on if you think he gets traded or not. Yeah, I mean, I think, in my opinion, I feel like he's definitely going to get traded. He, um, I mean, it's all rumors at this point, but he's. Um, one of the articles I said, I mean, that I saw, he said that um, whoever they hire next as a head coach makes no difference to him. So they go out and get, you know, Eric Bieniemy or some great new head coach. And I think Watson still is going to want out. I think he just, um, it seems to me as an outsider, like there's a whole lot of distrust between him and just the organization in general for what they allowed to happen to, you know, really his the prime of his career I mean he's still in his prime but you know his first few seasons in the league um under Bill O'Brien they traded all those guys out from under him and um basically didn't even give him a chance to uh win this year so I mean I don't know I I think he just feels underappreciated and I think he just wants out regardless so it'll be interesting to see what they do um I think it's gonna be one of those situations where they're kind of like the Texans are gonna be kind of forced into you know, uh, trading him or else will sit out or something like that. Mm. Um, so I think he's definitely out of there. I mean, for the Texans' sake, too, they don't want to, you know, a quarterback that is really the the face of their franchise and what they're going to run on and, you know, have him be unmotivated to be there. They're, they're just better off getting somebody who's um, not as talented but, um, you know, is ready to buy into their system and, the new changes they're going to make. So that's just my take on it. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's, let's go to one of the possible uh, teams and play for Deshaun and that'll be the Carolina Panthers. So Connor, go ahead and talk about if you think Bridgewater comes back or not. Yeah. Well, I will say 
that I, I do think it would be a really, I mean, honestly, it'd be a really good move for any of these teams to get to Sean Watson, but um, I do think it'd be even probably out of all these teams on here, except for maybe the Dolphins, I think it would do the most good probably for the Panthers just because, you know, he kind of fits with that mold too of like, this is a young team, a young up and, you know, the defense had its struggles this year, but the defense is coming up. You know, they have a lot of really dynamic pieces on offense. Um, something that a lot of these other teams like don't quite have yet. Um, but, you know, they've got DJ Moore is turning into a really good receiver. Robbie Anderson's one of the best deep threats in the league. And then obviously Christian McCaffrey is Christian McCaffrey. So, um, and I think they showed some flashes of brilliance kind of in the middle of the season with Teddy Bridgewater. But I think, everyone kind of knew that Teddy Bridgewater wasn't really going to be the guy that was going to take them anywhere. I think everybody knew that he was just going to be a placeholder and, you know, Watson plays a very Bridgewater plays a very similar game to Watson. It's just that Watson's way better at it. So um, I think he'd be a fantastic addition for the Carolina Panthers. I think, you know, he would really fit into this offense. It would, it really goes well with him. Cause like I said, Bridgewater is basically a worse version of him. So the offense is already built up around him. The Panthers also don't have any head coaching problems. Um, like, you know, I know the Jets are on here, which is where Watson said he wanted to go. Um, the Panthers have, you know, they look like they have their head coach for life right now. You know, they're in love with Matt Rule. Obviously, like I said, these other teams, the Jets and the Bears, are having head coaching questions or issues. Um, so, yeah, I think it'd be a great move for the Panthers. And the thing is, they also have the money to do it. Um, you know, they're still in the positive on the cap. So if they wanted to make the trade for Watson, then I think they can do it. I know uh, one of our fans, Jackson, would be very happy with that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's a big Panthers fan. Uh, let me go ahead and talk about the New York Jets. Uh, one of the teams Connor talked about another um, rumored spot for Watson, because apparently that's where he wants to go the most. Um so I do think don't the know Jets... why, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I do think the Jets will end up moving on from Sam. Um, and really, I was torn on this one, but the fact that they're now seriously contenders with the Watson deal, because I do think actually, if Watson does get traded, I I think it will be to the Jets because they have the number two overall draft pick, and they'll throw in a bunch of other draft picks probably. And that's probably the best deal the Texans will get, especially with the number two pick, because that's for sure going to be a quarterback and you're going to get your pick other than Trevor Lawrence, obviously. But uh, the rest <laughs> of the the rest of the field is um, not a consensus thing. And you want to make sure you have your pick. You don't want to have to get the guy that falls to you. You want to be able to get the guy you want. So I think the Jets do end up um with the best package for Watson if they go that route, but also too there, if they don't, then they have the number two pick, which I think would be a quarterback. Um, there's a slight chance that because uh, there's a slight chance that Sala, um, you know, isn't like an offensive coordinator that he just keeps the offense the same and gets the best player in the draft, like a tackle or something like that. But I do think it's more and more likely now the Jets move on from Sam and they end up going with a new quarterback. And next we'll talk well, about the Chicago. Yeah. I guess before you move on really quick, I, I was going to say um, from the Texans front office point of view, I think the Jets are the best option. Like regardless of what Deshaun Watson yeah. thinks, I think the Jets are the best option for the Texans because they have, like you said, they have the most to offer the Texans. And I think for the Texans, they need to take, Eric's advice from uh, a couple of from about a year ago with the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, the Bengals, just just blow it up, blow it yeah. up, start <laughs> over, you know, accept the fact that you're going to suck and just rebuild. And the Jets yeah. have the most to offer you in terms of draft picks and uh, capital for the future. Yeah, definitely. All right. So next we have um, another team, the Chicago Bears. And we've talked about Mitch before a couple weeks ago on the pod, but uh, Nate, what's your final thoughts on if Mitch comes back or not? Yeah, I think the Bears just got to move on from Mitch. I think the uh, experiment is over. hes I don't think he's the guy for them. Uh, if they could go and get Watson, uh, I'm not totally familiar with which uh, picks and cap space and all that they have available, but if they could 
uh, make Watson to Chicago happen. That would be huge. But uh, regardless, they got to either draft or sign or trade for somebody and um, not have either uh, Mitch Trubisky or Nick, Nick Foles starting week one. All right. And then uh, we'll go down here to the Denver Broncos, another possible team. I've seen so many Photoshop jerseys of him in a Broncos uniform. I felt like I had to put the Broncos here with the line. So, Connor, uh, Drew Locke's their guy for now, but will he be their guy next year? Yeah, this is another interesting one. I kind of equate it to the, um, I mean, obviously the Broncos aren't on the same level as the 49ers when it comes to their talent right now. But I mean, it's kind of a similar situation to me in that, like, I feel like they almost kind of want to have one more year to evaluate Drew Locke. Because again, Drew Locke was hurt this year for a good portion of it. And, you know, the Broncos offensive line didn't do a good job of protecting him at all. So he didn't exactly have time. Um, Because I would like to see, you know, if the Broncos this offseason can get some offensive linemen to protect him, the Broncos have, you know, they have talent on offense. They've got Cortland Sutton. They drafted Jerry Judy. You know, they've got um, Noah Fant at tight end. They've got a running back tandem of Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay, who's pretty one of the, who's, you know, on the higher end of running back duos. So um, I think they stick with him for one more year. Um, you know, they can afford Watson, but. I think in their minds, you know, John Elway loves his guys. You know, John Elway's, you know, he loves his quarterbacks that he picks, and he's going to stick with them till the end. And I think he's going to stick with Drew Locke because he was the guy that he picked. Um, obviously, none of those have worked out since he made that trade for Peyton Manning. That was the best thing he ever did for that franchise um, as an executive. But I think he's going to stick with Drew Locke because, like I said, it's, it's his guy. He picked him. And he's going to ride with him until he can't ride with him anymore. All right. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. Um, and then finally, the final team on the questionable list is going to be the Miami Dolphins. Um, <laughs> so many possibilities with the Miami Dolphins. Like they're kind of like the Jets uh, because they you have the quarterback from last year to a. Um, you even have Slash Ryan Fitz. <laughs> yeah, you even I mean, I don't think it would be Fitzpatrick, but he he's a he's been there so like you never know and then uh they have the number three overall draft pick just one below the jets and which ironically they got from houston <laughs> yeah that would be so funny if they make that trade <laughs> if they trade watson um for the number three pick oh my god the memes um but uh okay so i think okay i'll, I'll give two answers to this what i think they should do is I think they should trade for Watson and give up the number three pick, give up a couple more first-round picks, just and and Tua obviously also probably would be in that trade um, to to Houston because then also not only do you get Watson with a team that was already very good last year, uh, Tua didn't play great and they still almost made the playoffs. Um, Watson goes to a much better situation than he had with the Texans. Not only do you improve, but you also stop the Jets from potentially improving also. You prevent him from going to the Jets, and then you're in a division with Josh Allen, Deshaun Watson, and Bill Belichick. Like That's that's a scary place to be if you're a Dolphins fan, even with all the optimism they had this year. So I think they absolutely should, but... I think the reality is they will go back with Tua because I think they do like him. And I think like we, we tend to really um, kill quarterbacks way too soon. And I think Tua is a case of that. I think obviously he was bad last year, but we would not even be talking about them moving on from Tua if they didn't have the number three pick. And if Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow weren't amazing, if it wasn't for that, we would just assume Tua would be the guy. He would have been on the no-brainers page. So I think it, you you have to take those guys out of the equation and just look at it. Um, he was a rookie, and he struggled, and that's normal. But um, <laughs> it's just <laughs> one of those things. It's not. It's becoming, you know, a lot of teams move on from guys really early now. So I think that's why it's a question. But I think in the end, they end up keeping him. Um uh. Do you want to say yeah. anything to that? Yeah, yeah I mean, I'll, I'll just agree with you that I think that they are going to hold on to them. And also, you know, it's 
for Dolphins fans' sake, and also for the Dolphins as an organization, it's really too bad because in my mind, like, this would be the spot that he should go because, you know, like you said, this is the team that was right on the brink of making the playoffs. I mean, they were still 10-6 and six, even though they missed the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But, like, you put Deshaun Watson on this team, this team becomes an instant contender, um, you know, Maybe, like, we're probably going to talk about them next year as, like, a possible playoff team again, um, you know, because we might talk about two is going to develop and blah, 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 blah. But, like, if Deshaun Watson was on this team, this would be, like, okay, now we're having a, a discussion, like, you know, between Bills and Dolphins for the ASC East crown, and also we're having a discussion, can they be the team that could possibly dethrone the Chiefs? Um, yeah. So, but... Like I said, I do agree with you that I think they're going to stick with Tua um, and not kill off the quarterback just quite yet. Yeah. Um, All right, so now we'll get to the six, the final six teams that we've decided are going to be for sure new quarterbacks. We would be surprised if the starter came back. (laughs) Some of these very surprised. (laughs) Um, So I'll start uh, by talking about the Jaguars. Gardner Minshew is definitely coming back, Zach. What are you talking about? (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) God, uh, you know, I'm going to have to listen through all the what if they take field stuff for a couple more months. But, you know, after that, then it'll be official. I can get my jersey, all that sort of stuff. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but yeah, the Jags obviously are going to be taking Lawrence. Um, This this was Minshew's year to possibly uh, make it that make it his team, him being the franchise quarterback. But uh, the team was bad, but he was also bad as well. And he's he does some good things. He makes the most of what he has, but he just doesn't have an NFL arm. And he's good for being a backup, but I don't think he even beats a backup on this team. I think they end up trading him to a team because they're going to want to bring in a like veteran backup under Lawrence. And you don't want to have the backup be the guy that was the starter the past two years, basically. That's just a weird situation to be in. Um, so I think his time in Jacksonville is up, and it's... Trevor Lawrence season everybody knows it so (laughs) this is the one team on this list that you know the new quarterback who it will be the others you really have no idea but uh but for the Jags it's pretty easy they they really can't screw this one up just take Trevor and uh you would hope that they don't (laughs) screw it up yeah (laughs) um so yeah that's you know I won't have too stressful of, of a draft night um like some other teams might but uh, Connor, let's hear about uh, the AFC South rival Colts are on this list now with Philip Rivers retiring. Um, what do you think happens? Do you think they I've heard Wentz being talked about to them Stafford now? Like, do you think they trade for like the another veteran like they seem to do with Rivers and uh, continue that pattern? Or did they go to the draft finally and get their next guy since Andrew <laughs> Luck? Well, I don't think they're going to go to the draft just because I don't think they have a pick where they can be comfortable enough to think like okay we're gonna get the quarterback that we want at this spot um you know just because they made the playoffs and everything if they had kind of if they'd been in a situation where like the dolphins or um some of these other teams that just missed out then maybe you'd be in a better spot but once you make the playoffs i think for most teams that's a a sign that you're like okay unless we're gonna trade up which i don't think the colts are gonna do um we're not really in a spot where we think that we can be comfortable and we're going to get the guy that we want. So um, I will say that I probably would have not had too much of an idea of who I thought they were going to get before the Matthew Stafford news came out, because I do think they're going to go and get Matthew Stafford because this is a team that, you know, it seems like we're talking about them. I mean, it's kind of what they did last year with rivers that this team is still in the same mindset that they want to win now. And, you know, they're not looking to build for the future because you know, they've already done that with, you know, building up that defense and drafting Jonathan Taylor and getting all these young players around the quarterback position. And in their mind, it's like, okay, you know, they're kind of taking the opposite strategy almost to what most teams do, where most teams, they get the quarterback and then you build the team around the quarterback. This team is building the team and then trying to get a really good quarterback and plug it into the team. Um, And I think Stafford would be the right choice because Stafford has always been, you know, that really good quarterback on a really crappy team. So, um, you know, and I think he's a little bit different from Phillip Rivers. You know, Phillip Rivers was really at the end of his career and he played better than I'm sure a lot of people thought he was going to play. 
But at the end of the day, um, you know, I think a lot of people that pretty well everyone who wasn't a Colts fan knew that they weren't going to get it done. I think they have a better chance of getting it done with Matthew Stafford because Stafford definitely still has years on him. I mean, this is going to be his 12th season that he's going into, which, you know, quarterbacks these days seem to be playing into their, you know, 20 plus seasons. So Mm -hmm. Stafford is kind of just at the tail end of the prime of his career. He's definitely not in the prime of his career anymore, but he's just kind of on the tail end of it. So I think Stafford would be a really good piece for this team uh, because, you know, every all the other pieces are there. It's just a quarterback and the Colts are. I think they'd be deadly with Matthew Stafford. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah I, I do not want the Colts to get Stafford, for sure. Um, okay, so we'll go on to the next team here, the New England Patriots, Nate's favorite team, also on this new quarterback list. So, Nate, talk about the situations uh, and possibilities for the Pats' next quarterback. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it definitely sounds like, by all measures, Cam Newton is out of there. Um, it sounds like they don't have a whole lot of confidence in uh, Jarrett Stidham's, so I think they're definitely gonna make a pretty, you know, large investment in the quarterback position this off season. Um, I know Connor talked about Matt Stafford to the Colts. Uh, that's somebody who I personally would like to see um, in New England. I think uh, the fit makes sense for the Pats. I don't know so much about, you know, they're not the, um, you know, guaranteed Super Bowl contender like destination team anymore. So. Um, it might be easier to get Stafford to sign with a team like the Colts, but um, if they can make it happen, I would like a guy like that to come in and um, you know what he's capable of. He's a veteran guy who can, um, he obviously he's worked with, I think, worse rosters than what the Pats are going to have uh, going into the next season. Um, so I definitely think he could come in and put them in a position to be at least competitive again uh, in the division. But um, outside of Stafford, um, there's definitely more places they could go. Uh, obviously, Deshaun Watson's kind of a pipe dream. I don't know that uh, Belichick really would um, go all in on a guy like that, but you know who knows? He's kind of towards the end of his career, anyways, so maybe he will go uh, shoot for the fences. But um, I think if they don't sign somebody, I would really be curious to see what they do in the draft because um, who knows? They could also also trade up there and go for somebody, um, you know, one of like third or fourth you know, ranked quarterback in the first round, maybe something like that uh, would be of interest to them. Um, so I don't know. It's really, it's obviously it's hard to know with Belichick out of any of these coaches. He's always, you know, traditionally been very mysterious. Just but, ask uh, um, fantasy owners with the running back situation. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like, he'll, he'll, we'll talk about, we could talk about this for, you know, an hour and he'll come out and do something uh, crazy and different than what we talked about. But, uh, me personally, I would like to see um, Matt Stafford uh, fill that spot next year. All right. And then next, I'll talk about the Detroit Lions. Uh, obviously, they end up on this list because Matt Stafford is mutually parting ways with them. Uh, they, the, they've they agreed to find a new home for him. So he's not going to be a Lion next year, which is going to be weird. Kind of like the River saying, you're just so used to him being a Lion. But he's going to be a new uh, uniform next year. And as far as the Lions go, um, honestly, I don't know. I think they're going to end up, they're not a destination team because out of all these teams we've talked about, they have the worst roster. Um, they have a decent draft pick, which they could use on a quarterback. But um, honestly, I could end up seeing this team being like the unofficial tank team that everybody thinks is tanking. And they end up getting some like Jacoby Brissett or something like that as a quarterback next year, like something out of the blue. And then they end up sucking so bad next year that they end up with like the number one pick. I just don't think I've been high for someone like Sam Howell or someone. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think next year for them in the draft, I mean, maybe they take a guy this year, but um, I don't know. The lions are going to be a huge mystery as to who it's going to be. I I have really no idea. Um, and then we'll move on next to the New Orleans Saints. So this is another team we talked about on the podcast, what they will do with the quarterback situation. But now uh, all options are on the table here with the Saints. What are they end up going to do in? What, are they, what do you think, Connor? Yeah, I mean, I guess I'll just keep this pretty brief since we already yeah. had a pretty lengthy discussion about it last time. But, I mean, I just, you know, 
I like Eric said last week, you know, I think it'd be a good idea for them to try and find other options, like trying to find a free agent or trying to maybe trade up in the draft or something. But free agency is really not a realistic scenario for them, considering that they're like over a hundred thousand in the negative in the cap. So um, it really is just going to be Hill or Winston and going by what we talked about last week, it's looking like it's going to be Taysom Hill. So, I mean, it could still be Winston, who knows, but um, it's going to be one of those two because free agency's off the table. And, you know, unless they somehow manage to trade up, you're not going to get a quarterback at number 30. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Hill versus Winston. <laughs> yeah. All right. And then the final team here on, on this list, we'll see, maybe they'll have a new logo and mascot next year, but the Washington football team, uh, is going to be getting a new quarterback, most likely. Um, so, Nate, talk us through that, uh, their options. What do you think uh, will end up happening with the Washington quarterback? Who will play football for the – or no, who will play quarterback for the football team? <laughs> <laughs> Too many football words here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I definitely think, obviously, they're on the side for a reason. Is I don't think anybody on their roster right now is going to be starting. Um, we won't even – um, shoot, his name is already escaping to the guy from their playoff. Uh, when uh, everyone's Heineke, like, you know, give him a chance Heineke. next year, <laughs> yeah, Heineke, that's what I was gonna say, but it didn't sound right. But yeah, Heineke <laughs> is not gonna, gonna be the uh week one starter in Washington. Um, I really don't know what um they're thinking as far as the quarterback position because obviously they need one, but they're not in a position, you know, to draft one in the top five picks. And uh, to me, it's not really worth, you know. I personally wouldn't draft a guy, you know, in a later first round pick and expect him to come in and start week one. Um, you know, that's usually those guys are more like developmental picks, kind of something in there. So I think I would expect them to sign somebody in free agency. Um, as far as who exactly, I'm not entirely sure. Um, I don't think it's going to be, I think Stafford's going to go somewhere either, um, you know, where he can more likely uh, compete. So I think they're probably either running for one of the top couple of guys, but you know somebody like you know saying I'm trying to think who is uh, in the lesser tier, but I would say like a middle tier kind of a guy like Teddy Bridgewater or you know someone like that could be um, you know would make sense for Washington. They need somebody that's like they have decent enough talent. Obviously, they made the playoffs in a weak division, but um, I think they even get get you know. A serviceable quarterback um, who actually puts in the effort, unlike Dwayne Haskins, and who's not, you know, 37 coming off of one of the worst leg injuries I've ever seen in Alex Smith. You know, I think anything's an upgrade over that. So, um, personally, I don't know really. <laughs> yeah, I mean, some of these you don't the know, Colts, but <laughs> yeah, like for the Colts in the past, yeah, it was but... clear like you know he should go get Matt Stafford, but it's like I don't think he's coming there, and um, you know anybody is better than what they have right now so yeah. it's really <laughs> an open board for me yeah the uh, the lions and the football team are definitely the two biggest question marks right now for sure yeah yeah really um so we're right. gonna end so we're gonna end the episode off we, we got through that segment we're gonna end the episode off now talking about the losing teams from this past weekend um being the packers and bills and i'll start with the with the Packers and you guys can chime in too and your thoughts on this, but uh, basically after the game and basically for the Packers, we're just going to be talking about this uh, Twitter poll that I made that went kind of viral on the, the trending page of Twitter for five minutes. I was, but uh, basically it was a, it was a simple poll that drew a lot of attention. Should Matt LaFleur be fired? And we ended up with 214 votes, the most votes ever on one of these polls. And 65% said no, he should not be fired. 35% said yes, he should be fired. And uh, I just screenshotted some of these uh, funny comments. I won't read through them all, but if you're on YouTube, you can read them. Or go to my Twitter account, GuacfoLife, G-U-A-C-F-O-L-I-F-E. Um, you can read it there. But uh, I, I really raised this poll question because... Um, I thought it was a legitimate thing for the Packers to consider because of how egregious his decision to go for it 
or not go for it. I mean, on uh, on fourth and goal at the eight yard line with two minutes left uh, when you're down eight points. Like um, it was just a terrible decision. And Rodgers, after the game, he's he was like, it wasn't my call. Um, he he didn't like it. The Buccaneers players were saying after they were shocked. They couldn't believe it, what they were doing. Um, I'm pretty sure the fans didn't like it. And it was just a scratch-your-head moment. What are they doing? And not only this, but like I've seen people on Twitter say that this was the worst coaching decision of in NFL history, this decision here. So I... I don't know. I I haven't been around worse as long. Than, uh, not giving it. Not worse than not giving it to Marshawn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's definitely uh, up there. Um, I like. I I'm not gonna go that far, but like, it was bad. Um, it was really bad because at least with the Marshawn thing, like at least you know if he threw it, you had a chance to win. But like, <laughs> you literally did a play where you give up your chance to win. Um, <laughs> uh, so I don't know if it was the worst, but I definitely think. And you guys know me. Um, we all have our kind of stuff that angers us a little bit more than most people would get angered by. But for me, it's always been clock management, not using timeouts, uh, not being aggressive enough. Um, and this wasn't even an aggressive or not thing because obviously every everybody would have gone for it but Matt LaFleur. Um, so those are the things that make me mad. And to be in the NFC Championship game, you have Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback. It's not like you had some backup quarterback in the game. You had Aaron Rodgers. You just needed to get eight yards um, to get the touchdown and then the two-point conversion to tie it because even with kicking that field goal, you still have to go and score a touchdown, and there's no guarantee you get the ball back. Um, just kind of kicking it off to Tom Brady in the last two minutes, that's like, what are you doing? Like, do you not know football? Like, this is what I was thinking. So I think the decision was so bad. And here's the thing is I can't trust people after they make stuff like this. After they do dumb stuff like this, I just can't trust them to lead a team anymore. Um, I know the team has been the two straight NFC championships. I know they've his record is amazing and all that. But these are basic things and prime responsibilities of the head football coach to do. And he just showed me in this game how inept he is at situational football. And like, if they, if they went for it and didn't get it, nobody would be having this discussion, but 35% agree with me. So that's a significant enough to make this, you know, I'm not a crazy person just spitting out hate for Matt LaFleur here. So, um, and also Eric's well, not on the you, podcast. You know, this podcast loves to spew out hate for the Packers. <laughs> <laughs> Eric's not on the podcast tonight, but he did tell me, um, something like uh, he thinks the Packers coach is dumb. I think that's what he wanted to hit, uh, me to say on the. Oh, yeah, he wanted us to so. get in that comment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, uh, he said he, they're that dumb, Matt Lafleur so. was dumb. <laughs> so uh, where do you guys stand on this? Like, we know what. Uh, I'll start off with Nate first, since uh, he did a reply to my tweet. Um, he disagrees with me about the firing part, but uh, Nate, what do you think about uh, Matt Lafleur? Uh, <laughs> I just like saying his name, honestly. Um. But, Nate, well, what do you think about uh, if he should be fired or not? Yeah, I mean, I'd, I wouldn't go as far as say he should be fired. I mean, obviously, he's done a great job in the regular season. He's gotten them to two straight uh, conference championship games. But at the same time, um, a big part of that is Aaron Rodgers. And, you know, they've got a loaded roster um, you know, with Devontae Adams and, uh, they got a very solid defense, so it's like you know you can't put all that success on uh, Lafleur because they really weren't that bad of a team when uh, McCarthy was there. And that's kind of what I was talking about in my tweet um, that I, you know when I replied to your mm-hmm. uh, poll. It was you know McCarthy had them you know making the playoffs and he didn't get any farther than um, Lafleur did, and that's basically why they fired him is he couldn't get over the hump and they felt like they were, you know he was wasting Aaron Rodgers. Uh, you know, career there in Green Bay. And I feel like LeFleur is kind of in the same boat, whereas obviously I think it's too early to, you can't fire a guy as an organization that, you know, after he just made two straight uh, conference championship games and he's only been there for two years. But, you know, I think it definitely is not a good look for him. I don't think he's 
gonna win the Super Bowl while he's there. I think he's gonna, you know, waste the tail end of Rogers. Uh, you know. I think Nate just dropped out. Um, I don't hear him anymore. Connor, yeah, yeah I, I know. Yeah, I can't okay. hear him either. I don't know what's going on. So uh, okay, <laughs> he'll probably come back in a couple seconds. But um, Connor, just go ahead and start um, giving your um, opinion you're on not, this. The sentiment is definitely <laughs> okay, Nate. We 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 kind of lost you for like 10, sec, 10, 15 seconds there. So we're just gonna move on um, to Connor. Oh, we gotta, yeah, 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 get yeah I, I said everything pretty much. Sorry about that. But, uh, <laughs> so, okay. uh, Connor, yeah, no uh, problem. Would, uh, uh, where where do you stand on this? Um, uh, should he be fired thing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely with Nate that I don't think he should be fired yet. Um, I mean, you've heard of, you've heard it with me with, you know, the Steelers when like all those people are like fire Tomlin and everything. It's like, you know, cause he can't get over the hump. He's kind of like the same as that, uh, uh McCarthy sort of thing, but it's just like, who else are you going to go out and hire right now? I mean, you somebody know. that this is an entry level, <laughs> like if you are in an interview for a head coach job, you get asked this question, you would not even, you would be told to leave if you did what he did. I, mean, like, I, I definitely agree. But, um, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's just definitely one of those things. It's like, who are you going to go? I mean, I mean, they could go out and get Eric Bieniemy right now, but, um, you know, I, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm thinking of names, but, um, yeah. you know, Brian Dayball, but I don't think Dayball is going to leave yeah. Buffalo, but, yeah, I mean, it's just not not quite yet. I mean, obviously, that was like a really, really dumb thing, um, you know, and I think pretty well everybody watching at home that, you know, was, was paying even a slight attention to this game was thinking like, oh, yeah, they're going to go for it. And then all of a sudden, like, what? Huh? Like, they're not going for it. Like, how many? <laughs> one also, because, you know, some people will try and use the argument like, oh, well, you know, they you know, they still had the three timeouts and the two minute warning, but it's like, how many times do you ever see that work out? Like, you know, we're, and it's not like that... they needed a field goal to win. They still would need a touchdown. Right. Know? Yeah. It's not like, okay, this puts you within like three points or with whatever. So that way now you just have to go and get a field goal. It's like, yeah, like you said, you still needed a touchdown. So, um, yeah, very, very dumb, but not quite time to fire him yet. <laughs> only, but <laughs> okay. it's only been two seasons. Yeah. 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 Um, so let's talk about another team here, the Buffalo Bills, and I'll kind of just let Connor talk about what he wants to talk about for the Bills and uh, the aftermath from this game. Yeah, I mean, so I guess the biggest thing with the Bills is just that, you know, this is a team that obviously, you know, there's a bright future ahead for them. Um, you know, Sean McDermott made some also questionable calls during the game with a not going for it on fourth down, you know, he should have gone for it at the end of the first half when it was fourth and two near the goal line. And, um, you know, he should have gone for it when it was like fourth and three late in the fourth quarter, late in the third quarter, um, when they were down, it's, you know, when you're going against Kansas city, it's like, you gotta, you gotta be aggressive and go for it. Um, especially in the playoffs. So there was that going on, but I guess the biggest takeaway for me from that game was, just the way the defense looked to me, because obviously this was a discussion going into this game and into this playoffs, really, that obviously for the Bills, their offense has been completely turned around. I mean, Brian Dayball has, you know, him and Josh Allen have taken this offense to new heights, um, you know, and it's one of the most prolific offenses in the league right now, especially with picking up Stefan Diggs. But, you know, people forgot about how dominant Buffalo's defense was the past couple of years, really, Um, you know, not just last year, but the year before they had a really dominant defense too. And it's one of the reasons that kind of kept them in playoff contention was that defense. Um, But now the defense is just kind of slowly, slowly getting worse. And it really didn't seem like to me at all, you know, my dad was talking to me about this, you know, with Leslie Frazier and the defense is how, you know, they would, Usually on the first couple of possessions, you know, the other team would look really good. You know, they'd they'd allow them to go down the field and, you know, they'd score some points. But then Frazier would make adjustments and the defense would look a lot better. And it just seemed like Frazier didn't make any adjustments on defense in the game. Like, you know, he kept going into the game. They had this plan that they were going to play soft coverage, you know, force the Chiefs to try and run the ball. Don't give up any big plays. Um, on first and second down. And then once you get them into like third and five, third and six, then come up and play press coverage and be physical 
and, you know, stop them from possibly getting any short, quick passes to, you know, Tyree Kill or Travis Kelsey uh, and getting the first down. So, but it just didn't look like he, and the Chiefs were torching that, you know, they were taking advantage of the off coverage. And then when they did go into the press coverage, they just used their speed to outrun the Buffalo defenders. And it didn't seem like Frazier made any adjustments throughout that game. And so obviously now there's been, um, you know, there's been talks coming out that he's been interviewing with the Texans in their head coaching job. So I just wanted to, you know, kind of pose the question of there was a lot of people, obviously, and people would agree with me that if Brian Dayball had left and gone to a different team, that would have been a big blow to this team. But would it be a big blow to this team if Leslie Frazier decided to leave um, and go to Houston? Um, personally, I think no. I think they could do without him. Um, you know, a couple of years ago, I probably would have said that it would have been a big blow to them without Leslie Frazier. But I think they'll still be fine without him if he does go and take the Houston job, which obviously might not happen um, because yeah. this team is slowly morphing from, you know, a heavy defense team to a, big time offense team and you know just maybe bringing in a fresh face can help put the defense in a position to where it needs to be to get them back to where they were this year and possibly the Super Bowl yeah we we all agree with you with the with the Wesley Frazier thing we talked about that before the podcast how it's not going to be a significant blow for him especially since they regressed this year it wasn't like they progressed on defense but I think my thoughts just on the bills in general is um kind of like yeah they're you know they're definitely had a lot more success than they've had in a long time and they should be really optimistic for the future since they have a great young quarterback but just kind of the thing that stood out to me with this game was the bills were clearly the second best team in the afc this year and there's clearly a gap and the chiefs are on another level over everybody right now and it's just going to be one of those things like how much longer until one of these teams gets on the Chiefs level because after the game this past Sunday, they're not quite on that level yet. Uh, maybe it takes one more year with Allen developing another year um, or potentially the Chiefs losing some pieces from their team. But uh, it's just, you know, kind of a scary thought to be a AFC team. Like, yeah, you have a great team, but you got to get past the Chiefs. Like, Jeez. Which is unfortunate because all four of us, are all fans four of, of us, AFC yeah. teams, <laughs> yeah, I know it's 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 a bad deal, but um, but yeah, so that's gonna wrap things up for this podcast. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed listening and watching it. And next week we we'll, we will be back with the highly anticipated Super Bowl blowout episode. So <laughs> get ready for that one. That's gonna be a fun one. We will have our picks for Buccaneers versus Chiefs, and there should be a lot of debates back and forth for a whole hour. So stay tuned for that. Um, But until then, remember, guys, be clutch. Bye. See ya. And for Eric, peace.